Okay, say some things. Hello. Adventure. Love. Connection. Risk. Passion. Evolution. Play. Life. The Archetypal Tarot Podcast. Provocative mythology for the 21st century. Aloha. Julianne here. 2020 has been full of surprises. Most of them, frankly, not so much fun. Many, devastating. But a few have been beautiful. This episode is a discussion with my co-host, Story Through Stone founder and teacher, Sundara Quackenbush, about a deeply feminist practice hidden inside the patriarchy. Does it relate to tarot? Yeah, sure. Like most things in life, it's always reflected in the cards. And here's our discussion about rebellion, rosaries, and reclaiming the divine feminine. Aloha, Sundara. Aloha, Julian. You missed me. So you got a reprieve and a break last month because we spoke with Melissa Sanova um, about her book, Kitchen Table Magic, um, which I've had a lot of fun reading. I've got to send you a copy as well. But um, it's fall now officially. So much has happened. This It might be our last podcast to be here, depending on how we get things done in December. So I wanted to make sure that we had some time to actually dedicate to a whole episode to this really old new thing that both of us have, I've rediscovered and you've discovered and that's, drum roll please, say it ain't so, it's the weirdest thing ever, but praying the rosary. <laughs> what? What are Seriously. you talking about? What? Yeah, I know, oh I know. Goodness. What yeah. does it all mean? Oh my I God. Know. Honestly, if, if you'd said it a year ago, that not only would I be like freeing the rosary, but I would be making them. I would have been like, y'all are crazy. Like, <laughs> and here's the thing I have since I was a tiny child, huge love for the Blessed Mother, for Mary, or, you know, the many, many, many names, the mother of us all goddess, that emanation of unconditional compassion as growing up as a little Catholic girl I saw as Mary and loved her and it was amazing um I prayed the rosary but I was forced to pray it frequently and I didn't like mm, I hated yeah. that mm-hmm. I didn't nothing about being forced to pray made any kind of sense to me even as a wee five-year-old um my mom would have us pray the rosary in the car like on long car trips and I'd be in the back seat just sulking and like my lip out and she'd be like, are you praying? And I would literally <laughs> mouth the word. I would lip sync the Hail Marys and the Our Fathers. And I finally figured out that if I just made the S sounds in the prayers, that my mom would think I was actually saying them. So I sat in the back seat like a little snake with my lip out going Hail Mary, full of grace. I would just go it's <laughs> like no one's making me pray and you know I have a feeling Mother Mary probably was I hope and I imagine laughing her ass off at my rebellious nature in the backseat and um yeah so lifelong dedication and love of, of Mary and in times of stress I've definitely prayed the Hail Mary over and over again, even though part of me is like, ah, patriarchy, ah, (laughs) like, like, I can't believe I'm doing this. But like, what I have come to realize from reading a very important book that we're going to talk about today, that the reclamation, the reclaiming of a practice completely outside of the patriarchal Catholic church 
is incredibly powerful and I'm still unraveling it. Mm-hmm. And then you, when you and I were talking, the book, okay, drum roll, please. The book we are going to be talking about is called The Way of the Rose, The Radical Path of the Divine Feminine Hidden in the Rosary. And it's by Clark Strand and Pavita Finn. They are a married couple. Um, he, they're both Buddhists, or he's definitely been a Zen Buddhist much of his life. But this book is refreshing and amazing. And I'm going to hand it back over to you, Sundara, because it was this summer that I was reading the book and you picked it up. And you've never prayed the rosary ever before. Never, never. And um, I'm, I'm so excited to share the story because um, if any of our <laughs> listeners are freaking out right now, like, what are you talking about? The rosary, <laughs> the archetypal terror podcast. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> we Empress hope- card, Empress card, <laughs> high priestess. We are right. not converting anyone to anything. So like, cool we- your fat. We are not. And uh, I, I still remain a non-Catholic. Um, Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, a card, a card-carrying recovered Catholic. <laughs> right. Um, and 28 years. Okay. 28 years. So very good. But um, for me, I was very open-minded um, for ancestral reasons. My father's mother uh, was uh, Irish and... Um, she was in O'Keefe and she had 10 um, sons and daughters <laughs> and she, w- she was also very Catholic. Um, I never really got to meet her that well, but I always heard wonderful stories about her. She was a painter and she had a laugh that could fill the room. Um, and even though my father also didn't um, follow Catholicism, he turned more to Eastern philosophy, the symbols of Mary and the manger and all these things were, were very precious to him um, still into adulthood. And, and it was something we didn't talk a, a, a lot about. Um, I was raised to believe in, in karma and in um, medita- doing meditation, being vegetarian. These were the things that were important in my household. And, and a lot of these beautiful traditions were kind of put away and not introduced to me. So I was very open-minded to kind of listen to something that my grandmother had practiced and that was meaningful to her. And, uh, and so when you, Julianne, were kind of getting into this, I was like, sure, let's do it. (laughs) I'm curious. I'm open-minded. And uh, you made me a rosary, which was very sweet. Like it was not something I asked for. It wasn't something that I was even know, knew at the time that I wanted. And I went out for a walk and I, I knew that I had one in the works uh, that you were making for me, but I hadn't seen it yet. And I left my phone at home because I often do that when I go walking. And I, I went out for this long walk and I ended up seeing um, this, uh, what would you call it? Train, <laughs> a train <laughs> of nuns. <laughs> a gaggle, a gaggle of nuns. And they were, they were all out and they were wearing masks and they were wearing blue and white, I guess, kind of like a habit. It's called a habit. habit. Mother, Mother Teresa. Thanks for giving me all the the lingo here. (laughs) As you, as you can see. I can't get it out. Yeah. I'm not fully initiated. Um, But they, they were, um, they, they were so, uh, they were just talking to each other. They were wearing masks. They were walking. They they went straight to the ocean. And I, my walk had just put me right into the end of their train. So I was 
you know, just naturally, if I was walking, I just ended up behind them. Walking <laughs> <behind> them. <laughs> and we went uh, all the way to the ocean and all of them um, gathered and looked at the ocean. Um, and then they formed their train and they, they returned from whence they came. <laughs> and I was like, I have been walking this trail here in Pacifica, California for uh, five years, almost every day. And I have never seen this before. <laughs> and, and then I come home and I, I get this picture from you, Julianne, of, of the rosary that you made me. And it's this blue and white rosary <laughs> with little owls on it for the, the Our Father Beads. <laughs> and I'm just like... Owl Father Beads. Uh, yeah, Owl Father who art in heaven. That's kind of uh, what I'm playing. That comes out. But... Um, I could not believe it. And, and it, it, you sent me this cute little text because I hadn't responded right because I was on the walk. And you were like, don't you like it? Do you not like it? I was like, if you don't like it, I can change it. Because <laughs> you had sent this, you know, beautiful picture, beautiful rosary, and I hadn't responded for probably an hour or something. And, um, and I was like, oh my God, you have no idea what just happened. <laughs> You just met your rosary walking on a I walk just, next to the ocean. Yeah, I was on the rosary chain, like on my walk. And I was like, wow. So did this convert me to Catholicism? Absolutely not. No. But it did um, really open up. I, I'm a big believer in synchronicity and in, and in the goddess. And um, this was a, a huge door that was opening to me, um, that there was more to the story. And um so I, I got very excited reading The Way of the Rose um, and so excited to discuss this with you today. Yeah, me too. It is, yeah, there is definitely much to be said of um, one reclaiming an old practice and for me, a lineal and for you as well, an ancestral ancestral connection. And I think it's kind of like, I, I wanted to do this podcast earlier, but I'm like, Sandera, I'm still kind of unraveling this. Like, this is rich. Like, there's so much there, like for me personally, and also the kind of the contrast of what, you know, really is deeply pa patriarchal as far as a religion. And I can say this because I came from it and that kind of indoctrination and kind of like pulling some of those pieces off. And it's pretty, when you do it, like I left the church pretty formally 28, 29 years ago, just going, wait a minute. No, uh-uh. Like, it's not. Um, and I didn't move into anything, you know, I just kind of went on this free range adventure and I remain free range. I um, mean, that's what I named my business making rosaries and stuff is free range priestess. That's I love it. my identity is because, you know, we're allowed out in the open and we, mm -hmm. we do, you know, we pick, I pick from different things. I've studied Buddhism deeply and Vedanta and, you know, Zoroastrianism, like many, I'm super interested in, in many things, but this Kind of it's complicated because the rosary and catholicism has a lot to answer for as i'm sure mm -hmm. many people understand and and currently do and the backlash of the pope saying that you know gay people can get you know have civil union he didn't go as far as marriage but that really threw up a lot of um so much ire from the really conservative catholics like they think right. pope francis is terrible for that so to set take take that ball of like Ugh, and to set it aside and go I'm reclaiming this um and I'm still uncovering like what is the beauty about this and the 
the points that the book makes, you know, it's the radical path and radical means to the roots, right? The word itself means to the roots, to go down to the roots, mm-hmm. you know, path of the divine feminine. Well, I've always been about that. And here it is something in my lineage that connects me to my mother who just, she passed away this year and a few months ago, and then her mother and then her mother's mother. And it just, at least in the one line, it goes back generations and generations of Catholic women who prayed the rosary. So like that's huge in and of itself. And then not too long after you and I read the book and we, you know, we were experimenting with the rosary. Um, we formed a little rosary. I call it the rosary coven, you know, mainly yeah, women cool. who get together once a week and over Zoom and pray together, which is a completely anachronistic thing to do, but it's lovely, right? Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. <clears throat> I feel like what we're doing is just creating a space for people to do this old school thing called prayer. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, the prayer in and of itself is a whole podcast. Like I'm still unraveling. There's to me, prayer prior to this was prayer as action, prayer as ritual, it's ceremony, and it still is. So I completely left out formal prayers of in my life. Like pretty much. I'd say mantras. I do things like that, but like this old kind of petitionary prayer just seemed like, oh God, leave that behind. It's old. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think I'm wrong about that. And I will Mm. be the first one to go. It's almost as if, and I don't know, again, I'm just, I'm thinking out loud (laughs) like I do. Uh, um, I'm, I'm interested in talking a little bit about like why the rosary, like why to pray is, is this, you know, physical thing needed. And, and that was um, really special to me um, when I read the book, uh, a particular quote, quote, if you don't mind me sharing. Oh, please, yeah. And, and this really um, grounded for me the, the presence of the feminine in this rosary practice, like why this, you know? So um, as a mystical practice, this is from the book, Meditation has always been primarily a masculine discipline. One of the most interesting speculations on its origins suggests that it evolved from hunting behaviors, the need for radical stillness and silence, for focused awareness, and for the pinpoint readiness to act when the moment was precisely right. Bead practices, on the other hand, seem to have evolved from the gathering behaviors of women as they collected seeds and nuts and berries. If the hunter is quiet and concentrated, the gatherer is a multitasker, chatting, muttering, moving about, and communing with others. Legions of grandmothers have wrapped their rosaries around their wrists, sneaking in a prayer or two between the dishes and the laundry. Children can be tended, old people cared for, the carrots chopped for dinner, all while staying in conversation with the lady. Mm. Of course, this is this lady as this connection to the goddess and a rosary. This is also from the book. A rosary is a garland of prayers woven for the goddess. Perfect. Um, and I think I remember you telling a stone story a long time ago. Maybe we can share this. It's about seeds. Yeah. About seeds. And it's, it's just like all came together. Um, 
and we're at, uh, when we're recording this, we're just after the new moon, um, pretty much at the new moon. And this is a time for seed planting and, and new beginnings and new, you know, growing a new beginning um, that I think we're, we're all um, trying to find as a country right now as well. So <clears throat> very meaningful at this time. Yeah. And the, the fact that we've had a time change, um, I'm still on the East coast and, you know, the days are much shorter and there's this feeling the leaves are almost all gone off the trees, all this change. It's, it's funny. You think of new beginnings in the spring, but I feel really energized for new beginnings, you know, like as the seasons change, as we go into winter, like there's a whole, there's another energy that feels very spring-like. Um, it won't necessarily behave the way kind of a spring energy does, but there's like this promise of new life and the, the preparations and everything to move that through are totally happening now. And I, I feel that in my life for sure. And, um, you know, the, the added energy of, you know, I've started making and selling rosaries because it's, it's been an incredible practice to pray it, but also making them. And I, made tons for friends and for family. And then people are like, oh, buy this and that and completely inspired by. And I'm going to give a shout out to um, my sister from another Mista, Geraldine, who I bought my first, you know, rosary that was not like a traditional Catholic rosary from her. And she lives on Oahu. And she has um, Aloha Rosa Lays is the name of her website and her business. And I found hers and was like, it was so beautiful. It was this beautiful handmade piece. It didn't have, you know, a cross at the end because I was looking for something a little bit different and was just completely inspired and then wanted to make them for friends. And it's kind of gone from there. It's now like become this thing and I adore it. Like I get to use my hands now, not just to type words on a screen I'm creating and making them and I'm making gay rosaries. I'm making just like really just embracing so much diversity. And that's that putting the beads on and having a physical thing to hold. Even if you don't yeah. pray the rosary, you know, I've somebody bought one and they're like, I don't even know how to pray the rosary. And I was like, here, I sent her the link to the page that I have for our rosary group so she could see what we do. And then I said, you know what, even if you just each bead you held it and you just had gratitude for each bead, just yeah. something on each one. It's so nice to hold something. Absolutely. And I would love to share as a non-Catholic, some of the <laughs> little <laughs> rosary hacks I've enjoyed. I <laughs> love it. Rosary hacks. <laughs> rosary hacks. How did we get here? Um, oh, it's but, perfect. <laughs> well, one of them was like, for me, it really is great to, to, to join your group online and to, to see how it's done. That that's definitely a good starting point, but, but just kind of um, freestyling on my own. Um, I've found that it's wonderful to hold them. And with each breath, you can hold a bead. So mm. an inhale and exhale can be a bead. And just to, to really, it, it, if anyone enjoys yoga and, and breathing practices, it's, it's actually a wonderful way to kind of, count and and ground those breaths um in a meaningful way uh so i've done that i've also you know i've uh, speaking of yoga done yogic chants with them and um so and you know anything as simple as om or a breath can be a bead uh that you hold so um if if 
the the whole Catholic thing or the rosary prayers, you know, aren't your thing. Um, there's other ways to prayer beads are actually, you know, they're an archetypal and they're a a world sustaining um, spiritual practice, right? It's not just um, mm -hmm. from this tradition. So you can find the style and the words and the mantras that that matter to you, even if it's just breath. So, um, and one other practice I would love to share, I got actually from my um, stepdad um, and he goes for rosary walks. So he'll go out yeah. and walk. And um, I actually had another amazing synchronicity. I was on your um, Zoom call on my phone for the first time walk. I really needed to stretch my legs and walk, but I didn't want to miss your rosary circle. So I was, um, I said, hey, why don't I do both? Um, it was a beautiful um, fall crisp evening. The moon was rising up in the sky as this uh, shiny crescent and I, I, my feet were just falling into alignment one after the next with each uh, rosary prayer. And it took me up a mountain and the very moment we were done doing one of our decades um, and had reached our completion for the evening, I uh, came to the spot that is the sort of local, there was a Mother Mary painted on the, this concrete slab there. Mm. And people put pictures there and they put flowers and it's, it's obviously become this sort of um, grassroots Mary <laughs> nearby that people go to. And, and right when we had finished our prayers, there I was, and I laid up against this rock and um, lost, I lost zoom connection with you in that one moment. Um, and then I, I, I was like, Oh no. <laughs> and then I rejoined and it was just, I had to share that um, another kind of, walking synchronicity <laughs> with my rosary it's beautiful so. and i think um you know and for everybody who's listening who hasn't read the book um it's mm -hmm. hard to kind of encapsulate <clears throat> the the full gist of it and in the, the kind of something that's kind of ironic is like there's so much a weight for a lot of people and i'm going to speak for uh, as former catholics um or people who've kind of moved away uh, there's so much kind of like ugh, and weight on top of it um, that it yeah. can make it it can make it a little bit of a heavy lift. But right. um, two things like I have a handful of friends who are kind of hey, by the way, I'm kind of doing this thing, and they're like, really? Are you? I'd love to do that. And I have like a couple of friends who are regular with our group that they were raised Catholic, and they're you know again, there's like there's a lot of fraught energy around it, but they the ability to like, oh, this is okay. We can do this. We can do this without, you know, to get the boot of patriarchy off our necks and just have this practice and come at it ourselves as adults, to choose it for ourselves and not have mm -hmm. it forced on us. Um, and then the deeply, deeply rooted part of this book is the understanding of the mother and our mother, the earth, the planet that we, I mean, literally everything that we are has come from the earth, right? If you, I guess if you believe in evolution, is there a choice of believing evolution? We came up out of the muck and you know, the evolution, she's our mother, right? So we're mm -hmm. standing on our mother. And this idea and the, the beautiful history that um, Burdita and Clark have talked about the garlands of roses and the worship of the goddess and the honoring of the goddess of how this is a part of that, mm -hmm. reconnecting us to our mother and um, there's so much beautiful kind of history in and outside of what we've seen just as Catholic, um, but it's not, it's 
or, and that's a big part of, um, we don't have time to go through it really in the, in the podcast, but their apparition of the lady that Clark, mm-hmm. um, you know, in Woodstock, New York, all of that. I mean, there's a history of what are called Marian apparitions where the mother comes and asks people to pray and it's usually children and all of this, but there's, it's always right before major things happen in the world. And so there's kind of an element of the importance of our connection to great mother, all, you know, we talked about the Empress card, right? Mm-hmm. And the the high priestess of that ultimate caring, compassionate mother. So by whatever name you call it, divine feminine, what have you, that being called to reconnect to that and how it's important to the world and the planet and to get us back into connection um, or have more of us together in connection consciously with her. And that's, that's huge. That is ginormous. So I do a lot of rosary praying and stuff outside and the practice of walking, like you said, is really, really beautiful. Um, And it's, let me tell you, it saved my bacon. I've had the hardest year of my life Mm. as I'm sure many people have. Um, and it's, yeah. it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I really, I'm excited to share it with people, mm. um, that there is this deeply feminist practice hidden inside the patriarchy. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you introduced it to me and, you know, we've been, this podcast has kept us in touch uh, over, you know, <laughs> all these years and, and moving to different geographic areas. And um, I'm grateful to the podcast for that, but also, but seeing you in this in more, even more like prayer sort of way uh, has gotten, given me a chance to see you even more. Um, and I'm grateful for that. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea of something happening really regularly. Um, mm-hmm. And it's always for us, it's always open. People can show up you know, even if they log in late, it's just a thing. And yeah, I can't even unpack. I mean, people, the idea of prayer always seems very petitionary and that's fine. But there's so much more to explore. Like um, the interpretation of the Our Father that we use, um, this beautiful, this Sufi, he's a scholar and a translator and he went back to the original Aramaic um, of it and did his own translation, which really sounds more like a Rumi or Hafez poem it's beautiful um so there's there's something that's like for me I'm reclaiming and I'm expanding um ideas and uh it's really beautiful and the the making and the sharing of um just all the symbols that can be used in prayer beads that you know I'm an archetypal nerd I'm super excited to be like every time I create a rosary I'm writing up it always comes with a story of like I'm using bees now and bees are a beautiful sacred spiritual symbol and hearts and moons and just all of these different things where we can have a physical, you know, a really deeply meaningful symbol, just like the the tarot cards are symbols. In fact, I've made rosaries inspired by tarot cards. So, you know, there was like a major arcana of (laughs) I thought about it. I thought about it. And yeah, this is a shameless. Oh my God. Shameless you, plug for my new business. But, um, <laughs> yes. This episode you, is sponsored by. If you could um, make a rosary that had the 22 major arcanas represented in beads, I would totally buy it. 
That would be interesting. I've thought of it. I haven't worked out the math on it. Um, I think one for, well, it's the high priestess. Like that's a no brainer for me. It's so to me, I use the moon a lot. I have these beautiful silver um, crescent moons that I use instead of a cross. And I use crosses and crucifixes as well. In fact, one of the things that just made me like gasp and laugh out loud in the book is they point out that if you hold up a Catholic rosary, the traditional rosary, right? Or you lay it down and there's this perfect ring, right? And then there's a centerpiece and then there's beads that hang down and at the end there's a crucifix. Well, if you mm -hmm. lay that down, what does that look like? That is the symbol for the feminine, the circle with the right. cross. <laughs> oh my God. Right. Wow. Uh, oh, that's interesting. But no accidents. No accidents there. So playing with the symbols, the meanings, sometimes they use semi-precious stones. I'm pulling apart old rosaries and old jewelry and you know, I'm I'm recycling as much as I can. But the um like the high priestess was easy because of the colors, the blue. I think I'll be doing one with some yellow and pomegranates. Um so yeah, I'm getting inspired to kind of like kind of put a few more of those out around the kind of energy of that particular tarot. So mm. I definitely see something like the Queen of Pentacles, the Empress, um, the Emperor, the Chariot. Those are those are things that you know I'll probably get to. Um, yeah, well, the uh, the offer stands. If you can do the 22 major arcana in one rosary, I will buy it because I see the rosary and, and you experience this through the decades, right? It's a story. And, yeah. and you go around the rosary bead uh, beads and it circles back and it's one big circle. And I see our whole podcast was about that journey from the fool yeah. all the way to which feels very mother mary like that world card right mm -hmm. um that that journey through um a rosary would be really cool i don't even think it would need to necessarily match the math for me i mean just because i'm a free freestyler but <laughs> 22 but, um, 54 beads no i mean i would basically just arrange it yeah no it's it's possible it would be, be in a cool. different it would be in a different kind of arrangement all right yeah i love being inspired by that and um you just gave me uh more permission to buy more beads and Woo! to go through thrift shops and <laughs> find more cool old jewelry <laughs> well i promise to follow up with the cash because i want this to continue yeah yeah. yeah 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 i like i'm doing chaplets too which are like shorter either a single strand or a smaller loop and um doing things like saint dimphna i'm re rediscovering certain the lives of certain saints saint dimphna is the patron saint of mental illness and anxiety and grief and mm. um you know big dedication to her um and making some rosaries with saint dimphna, dimphna. um and the black madonna too the black madonna mm. the iterations of black madonna all over mm -hmm. europe um the some the African saints. I'm really just just exploring in lots of different ways and, and just trying to find things that aren't just so damn Anglo. Like a lot of the findings and the pieces that you find are just so white that I I you know like that's fine, but like I really appreciate the diversity and the fact that like mm -hmm. the mother goddess exists in all cultures. Um yes. maybe not Islam, but you know, there's still um you know, the ideas like uh, of just orienting to the feminine in a circle um, for with whatever's behind it. That's 
that's I think what we're being asked for um, is to remember the connectivity and their connection to each other. Wonderful. I'm so excited for your work. And I think it's coming at just precisely the right time. So thank you. Thanks. And yeah, I'm, I'm officially sponsoring this podcast with my Etsy store. So there'll be links. There'll be links. Um, it's been kind of hard to keep up with demand, but uh, I definitely love doing it. And that the funds definitely are getting me closer to going home, um, which is I'm hopefully on target for, you know, in the next month or so, if not early at the beginning of the year, to be back home finally on Maui. <sighs> oh boy, I hope you can return there very soon. Yeah, I mean the the yeah, there's some technical things with bringing my cat back. That's it's just mm. I knew it would be burdensome, but I didn't realize it would take at least thirty days <laughs> to get oh, through wow. some of the hoops. So yeah. part of it's just that, and um, we're still finishing stuff up for for mom here. But um, yeah, just, all of it's coming together. So much, so much strong sense of ancestors. So if anybody is uh, interested, we're going to put a link to the book, The Way of the Rose. Um, they also have a really active Facebook group of which I'm a part of. And um, yeah, just kind of looking for yourself. What is this idea of the mother goddess? The ultimate compassion, um, you know, the, there's no judgment, you know? The phrase that I picked up from um, Father Boyle, another Catholic, but just me, he is of, he is of the compassionate mother side um, of things where it's God's too busy loving you to be disappointed in you. Like that's mind blowing. <laughs> I didn't grow up with that, but like I'm embracing yeah. that. I am embracing mm -hmm. that. Mm. Um, that is the ultimate mercy, love and compassion of like, oh, wait a minute, I'm not being judged. I'm not sure I can get my mind around that. <laughs> we're, we might be the opposite. We're so busy judging ourselves. We're, yeah, we can't it. love ourselves. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a big part of the, the struggle. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's great to unpack it with a group of people. Nice. So um, yeah, there's some empress there and there's definitely some, some high priestess um, action happening there. And uh, I'm grateful that we're on this journey and that we could share this. Wonderful. Well, this does feel like a good one for the holidays, doesn't it? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if we uh, don't see you or hear you or feel you until 2021, um, this, this was wonderful. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Aloha. There will be um, links available in the podcast notes and all of that. And um, Mahalo until next time. We might do something in December. Maybe not. We'll see. We're like wild animals. We can't be predicted. <laughs> exactly. Thanks, Julianne. Thank you. Aloha. Aloha. Thanks for listening. We know that you could have done something else with the last half hour of your life, but we're really glad that you spent it with us. Check out my free range rosaries and prayer beads on Etsy. The link is in the show notes and you can find it by searching for Free Range Priestess, the store at Etsy.com. And what did you think of this show? We'd love to know. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Tarot Podcast, or just send us an email, tarotpodcast at gmail.com. And big thanks to our patrons, Peter, Richard, Juniper, and Rash of Stay Woke Tarot. 
and a warm welcome and mahalo to our newest patron, Janet. Yay, Janet. We appreciate our patrons and their support makes all of this possible. This podcast is produced by Both Anth Media and our theme music is by The Lunar Group. Until next time, aloha. Aloha.